Hello and welcome to the TD Cynux Microsoft Channel Discussions podcast. That is a mouthful. Uh, my name is Phil Clark. I'm an independent IT consultant working with TD Cynux and Microsoft uh, to try and just explore some of the specific uh, nuances of what's going on the channel at the moment. Really pleased today I'm with Nick Stancliffe from TD Cynux. Hi, Nick. You all right? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Morning, Phil. Um, so I think you know today is really a talk about Teams rooms um, and how remote working has really sort of been impacted by teams and, and vice versa. Um, Nick works in the Maverick side of the business, but Nick, do you want to just talk through your role and, and actually a bit of an introduction to Maverick might be useful as well. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you. Um, yeah. So a um, bit of background. So I, I worked in our, actually worked in our Microsoft cloud team uh, for a number of years um, and moved into Maverick uh, about 18 months ago. Um, so I head up our um, collaboration uh, business as part of the overall Maverick strategy. Uh, Maverick, uh, really, our, our go-to-market is centered around what we call smart spaces. Um, smart spaces is really the concept around um, using data and, and AI um, to drive better outcomes for businesses. Uh, and we kind of have two pillars within that. So we have smart signage, um, which could either be in the context of corporate signage in the meeting space uh, or perhaps in a, in a retail environment, as another example, uh, and smart meetings, um, which is the area where I focus. So. Um, I'm responsible for uh, a vendor set of about 12 uh, vendors um, that are teams accredited, team certified, um, along with the Microsoft Surface Hub. Um, and along with my team, um, we take those solutions to market um, through our, our various different routes to market through uh, TD Cinex. It's really interesting isn't it? because, you know, Maverick used to be the sort of AV arm of, of tech data as was. And, and it just is a fair indication of the you know, relevance of this discussion that, that it's all been redefined around sort of smart places and smart offices and you know it's not just a av solution now it's something a little bit more advanced i mean are you, are you sort of seeing people engage with it a bit more readily as a result of you sort of rebranding around that yeah no absolutely i mean it, it's, it's extremely relevant you know i think since certainly since the pandemic you know teams uh the, the amount of investment microsoft have made in teams um to bring the platform forward um you know has been you know uh, it's accelerated really quickly um, you know, the opportunity off the back of that for us um, with, you know, businesses looking at how they reinvent their office space and um, and create better experiences for people coming into the office, um, you know, is really important. And a lot of the technologies that we work with really support those user experiences. And that's really what we're trying to trying to bring alive. And I think, yeah, we're seeing a lot of traction off the back of that. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to know about Teams at the moment. I'm currently working for a client who's not very teams friendly and, and it is an absolute nightmare so you know it's interesting that the market position that microsoft have got you know, is driving a lot of the, the agenda really if anything and i mean teams rooms is one aspect of the team's overall portfolio do you want to give us a little overview of sort of the history of that and and what it means really just in case anyone doesn't know yeah i mean obviously um you know pre sort of covid and it was everything was kind of skype for meetings and and skype meeting rooms um, I think, you know, clearly COVID accelerated the adoption of, of cloud, uh, Microsoft 365 and, and, and obviously the, you know, the Teams platform, certainly in a business uh, context. Um, and then what we've kind of seen over the last few years is um, a lot more of the OEM partners, um, so the likes of uh, Logitech, uh, Lenovo, for example, um, really engaging with Microsoft and bringing um, solutions to market um, that support the team's uh, platform. You know, the, the vendors have to go through a, um, a rigorous certification process. Um, so, um, so they need to meet minimum uh, standards and criteria around their, uh, their audio and their, um, and, the, and their camera technology um, to support those experiences. 
Um, so it's been really interesting to see um, to see that journey. And um, yeah, we, we're fortunate to be working with a number of the you know the tier one vendors in that space. And I mean, obviously, I'm guessing most of the major vendors have been in terms of uh, hardware AV historical AV vendors are now certified. I mean, what are the sort of the main ones that the, the big sort of selling products that you're seeing outside of the Microsoft portfolio, obviously? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we you know we we, we do a lot with with Microsoft around the Surface Hub. Um, you know, we've been uh, we've been a key part of my, of the Microsoft distribution uh, landscape for the hub for a number of years. Uh, you know, continue to do so. Um, we still we, we still see a lot of opportunity for hub. Um, you know, in a number of sectors. Um, you know, in, in finance, in higher education. Um, you know, in, in oil and gas, um, we see some really um, large uh, hub deployments. Um, but um, yeah, we work with a number of the, the, the tier one brands from a team's room perspective. Um, Logitech is a, a key partner for us. Um, you know, we work with Lenovo, uh, Questron. Um, Neat is a really interesting proposition. They're, they're, they're fairly new to the market, um, but have some really nice technology. Uh, and interestingly, you know, they're focusing a lot more around the, the, the software aspect um, and how they um, again, use some of the intelligent cameras and audio to, to bring those those experiences to life. So, yeah, a number of uh, number of events we work with, and um, it, all with really good good products and solutions. And, and Teams Room is a is a, is a part of the Teams um, product portfolio. Um, it's a software thing. Yeah, and do you want to sort of just give us an overview of what Teams Rooms is outside of the sort of hardware side of things? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically allowing you um, as a um, as a user to to effectively um, walk into a, a meeting, um, join a, a Teams meeting in a, in a, in a room in, a, in an office, um, you know, and get the same experience as you would at the other end, um, you know, other end of the call. Um, I think what we've all become used to over, well, certainly what we became used to during COVID was a certain experience and way of working, um, you know, virtually one to one or one to many um, through the Teams platform, um, and it's about how we replicate that. Uh, in the meeting space so that whether you're dialing in remotely um, or whether you're in the room everyone has the same experience uh, everyone can be seen everyone can be heard um, everyone can engage and share content uh, in the same way um, and, and all driven through that that single ecosystem that single platform experience and i suppose you know you, you've got quite a unique view of the world yeah because a lot of people are talking about hybrid working and and um, remote working and all this sort of stuff and people come back to the office and I think there's lots of different camps of that, but you, you've probably got a reasonable source of truth because, you know, people are actually buying stuff to, to re-enable their offices to, to support this sort of stuff. I mean, in the sort of hybrid working world, are you seeing, is it preserve of the corporates? Is there, you know, SMEs getting involved? What, what's, what's your sense of where we are on that journey? Yeah, I mean, it's, in, it's interesting. I think um, 18 months ago, I think what we saw was a big clamor for business um, to get, their meeting rooms probably really up to a standard that they probably should have really been pre-COVID actually. Um, you know, everyone's been familiar with you know, walking into that meeting room experience and there's cables everywhere. And, you know, I think there was a stat that Microsoft produced and it takes, you know, 12 or 15 minutes to actually get a meeting started in a meeting room, you know, and uh, everyone's you know, experienced and lived that. And, and I think what people were trying to do after COVID was just get a technology in the rooms to facilitate initially getting people, you know, encouraging people to come back into the, into the office and into the room. Um, you know, on the backdrop of that, there was a lot of uh, product supply constraint. Um, so it was hard to really kind of plan, um, you know, a proper integration. I think now what we're seeing, um, you know, in, in the corporate space, you know, a lot of businesses are um, redefining, I think, what their kind of um, hybrid work policies look like. Um, you know, what it means to come into the office, 
um, and, and using technology as an enabler to encourage people into the office. Um, again, so they have that same experience that they do from home. Um, but also, you know, if they want to collaborate in the office um, using some of the features like whiteboarding and, and some of the cool stuff that you can do with you know, example Surface Hub to really bring that alive. So um, I think we're starting to see that more kind of considered approach to customers real estate, um, you know, in, in corporate and enterprise. You know, in, in SMB, there's that, you know, companies are still looking at those kind of one and two rooms and, you know, how do we get, you know, a, a nice kind of camera solution in there just to, to bring that alive kind of quite quickly. Um, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely lots of opportunity, um, you know, we see over the next kind of 12, 18 months. It's funny, isn't it? So, you know, historically, AV used to be like a bit of an afterthought being, without being rude to the AV providers, but now it's actually a fundamental part of people's business strategy, isn't it? I mean, and like, you, like you say, I mean, it's a differentiator. Um, because if you haven't got a, a decent setup with regards to teams and those sorts of environments, you, you, you might not be a decent place to work. I mean, it, it, it's, it's mad to think how far it's come. And are you sort of seeing, I suppose you're in terms of end customer roles that you're talking to or your partners are talking to, it's probably not just the sort of IT guys anymore. I mean, who are you generally engaging with? Is it, is it a bit more strategic than that? Yeah, no, that's fair to say. I mean, there, there was an interesting stat actually Microsoft produced last year that said, um, in, uh, uh, the IT spend, um, the uh, kind of the meeting room and, and um, UC was, was kind of secondary only to um, cloud adoption um, from the actual platform perspective. So it really has shut up the agenda, as you say, of, of, of businesses. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a much wider engagement and conversation topic now across multiple stakeholders within a business. Um, you know, clearly, IT need to be involved from a uh, from a management perspective and from a deployment perspective, but actually you've now got um, you know HR uh, need to be at the table because you know there's a lot of considerations around um, you know employee well-being, um, around staff retention, staff recruitment, and and IT and and, and how we use IT it forms a big part of that. Um, you know, and 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 certainly business leaders, you know, also want want to be involved in those conversations because it's important for how they drive the business forward. So um, there's there's certainly multiple um, different stakeholders involved, um, and you know, and that's why I'm talking kind of at the top, we spoke a little bit around our strategy of kind of what we refer to as smart, uh, and a lot of the you know the data and the insights that we can gather from the devices. Uh, um, and, and through the management platforms of, of either the OEMs or Microsoft itself um, can really help drive some of those discussions. So, you know, how much of the meeting was being used today? Um, you know, uh, how often are they being booked? What are the number of people in the rooms? How do we use that data to actually redefine the spaces that we're using and create different types of spaces? So um, lots of discussion points to be had. Um, and again, you said lots of seats at the table. Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't thought about that. So the actual data output from things like Teams and, and the, the devices is actually informing facility strategy or, or you know, site strategy at a business level. Um, and I suppose that would also help inform things like, you know, international strategies and stuff like that. So, you know, how, how you could bring in global corporates together and see, see which countries are being most active in terms of involvement between different country vehicles. God, you know, hang on a second, my brain's going nuts now. This actually is quite cool. So you've got data points which basically is saying how it's not really a productivity stat is it is it it's a sort of utilization stat of meeting spaces is that what it is yeah yeah exactly that uh, yeah utilization of rooms um you know we could have we could be well i'm sat here today in a in a 
10 person room you know you, you, you the, the 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 intelligent um uh, data capture in the cameras can 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 count the heads of everyone sat in the room you know, you're just counting a, a a shape you're not you're not actually storing data per se um but i can use that to say well actually this is a 10 person room but it's only occupied really ever by three people you know we could in theory we could bring this into sort of three smaller spaces and, and redefine what those spaces look like um so yeah as you say it's a really good good way of kind of real estate planning and making the most of your your space and as you know as we know like you know your companies are really looking at um you know how they maximize their real estate you know it's, a, it's an expensive cost um and you know we see big classic examples you know microsoft thames valley park you know they've reduced the number of offices i think they, they used to have five buildings they're now down to two um you know they'll be looking at the number of people in the office how much the spaces are being used and actually how they can consolidate and save cost so Nick, I suppose in the context of what we've been discussing, I mean, are there any particular industries that have got bigger requirements than others? I mean, where do you see the bulk of the sales going in terms of getting traction for Teams rooms and those sort of products? Um, yeah, it's a good question, actually. Um, I mean, it, it, it does really vary across um, multiple industries and, and sectors. Um, you know, we're seeing, I mean, clearly there's, there's been a, a huge step up in, um, in SMB for those kind of ones and two uh, room fit outs uh, in smaller offices um, but we're also seeing it in um, you know in the banking sector uh, finance um, you know, there's some there's some fairly big projects happening there um, oil and gas um, we see um, with a product like the surface hub um, is uh, is is popular so uh, yeah and even even through to sort of you know local government um, we're, we're seeing traction um, and, and higher education as well um, you know with things like surface hub higher education is a, is a good, uh, a good, good solution. So yeah, um, plenty of opportunities, um, you know, really depending on whatever vertical, you know, you as a partner sell into, I think there's, there's opportunity to, um, to, to grow and, and just to sell these products. So, so, I mean, this is universally popular by the sound of things. There's no, you know, all the sectors are engaging. And I suppose from a partner's perspective, I mean, are there any particular, skills they should focus on or certifications they should go for i can imagine all the vendors have got big ones they focus on so you know what are the main ones that people should go away and take just to get themselves ready for this as a as, as a portfolio yeah i mean from a, from a microsoft perspective um that microsoft have released there's some specific uh microsoft teams rooms um certs which are available now um both sales and technical tracks um you've also got some of the uh sort of the more deep dive technical um certifications like the ms 900 uh which goes very much into uh into the uc space um you know across the the whole team's um ecosystem really from from the team's platform through to meetings through to um uc and voice um so you know if you're really interested in that then that's a good one to look at um but yeah and, and a lot of the oem partners also have their own um learning platform certification programs um that, that support that as well logitech have um have a, have a pretty good online learning um, platform um and neat do do similar for example so yeah um depending on you know you, you kind of uh that you or your customers uh chosen brand um yeah, there'll be different routes and you know we as as maverick td cinex you know we can help guide you as a partner through uh through those um through those certs because i appreciate it can be uh, can be a quite uh complicated to navigate at times yeah and i suppose i mean it's it's difficult in this sort of context i mean if it was just a pure play 
one vendor product, it, it's really easy to work out what cert you want to do. But I can imagine with things like Teams Rooms and the, and the, the ecosystem behind it around the OEM partners, I mean, if you just did the Microsoft certs, would it give you enough to get off the ground? Or do you think, is it worth making sure you've got sufficiently trained and certified engineers around you know, Logitech or some of the other bigger OEM brands? What do you think? No, I think, I think if you're if you're fairly, if you're new new to kind of the Teams room um, or kind of the whole the sort of the meeting room environment, I think the yeah the Microsoft um, the the Teams room sales uh, training course is probably a really good place to start. Uh, gives you a really good broad overview of uh, the Microsoft proposition um, and sort of how it all fits together. Um, and then if you want to go a bit deeper, then there is a technical training that you can do that gets a bit more under the hood. So, yeah, I certainly recommend those as a good starting point, gives you a good overview of, of Microsoft and, and, and the positioning piece. Um, and then, yeah, based on you know, customers, vendor preference or your investments with certain vendors, then then look at that as a, as a secondary piece. And I can imagine, you know, I think we sort of discussed a few minutes ago, you know, the, the market penetration of some of these products is, probably not as big as it needs to be in the context of all of the actual requirement. You know, so people getting skilled up on the right skills to, to install these products, you know, in, in the context of fact that most businesses really want them right now is pretty key. But I can imagine most partners are starting at ground zero with regards to some of the certs in these fairly new or sort of relatively specialist products. I mean, is that the case or a lot of people actually already gone through the certs themselves so far? Um, yeah, I mean, I think by the nature of the way that Microsoft kind of positioned Teams Rooms very much as a sort of plug and play um, solution, uh, I think when you sort of dig under the surface a little bit, you know, there, are, there is a little bit more to it, um, certainly in terms of from a networking perspective, getting those products on the network, how you kind of configure them in the back end, etc. Um, so, so, yeah, as a, as a partner kind of starting from the ground up, there's, there are some considerations. Uh, you know, fortunately, within Maverick, we we recognise that, and part of our offering um, uh, that we have for for those those partners is a is a professional service offering. Um, so we're able to, um, you know, with the partner scope out uh, the meeting space. So um, you know, as with any um, project, really, you know, assessment is fundamental. Um, assess the scope of the room. You know, is it, um, you know, what type of walls is it? For example, is it are they glass walls? That's going to have an impact on the audio. Uh, you know, simple things like that. So, you know, what type of um, walls are we drilling into to hang the um, displays on, for example? You know, there's, there's different considerations. So we can help a partner through all that process. Um, you know, we can help them physically install and do the cabling um, and actually get the product onto the onto the network as well. So, um, yeah, we, we do offer that, um, that professional service uh, option for partners um, to be able to do that. And, and I'm guessing that, if someone just wanted to get their toe in the water, they only had one customer that was interested, then subcontracting to you guys for those services is really sensible. And then, you know, longer term investing in the, the certs and stuff like that, um, you know, if they feel it's a big enough market for them. I mean, and you guys are comfortable with white labeling your engineers through a partner for those sorts of specialist skills if required. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, you know, we, we work with a couple of install companies, uh, you know, we're, we're quite open on, on who they are um and um yeah we you know we work with the partner on those um you know on a, on a on a statement of work basis yeah brilliant okay and then partner enablement i think you already mentioned that you know maverick have got some really good sort of courses and 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 training to help people get up to speed i mean what give us an overview of what that looks like sort of standard distribution approach 
Yeah, I mean, we, we very much advocate, I think with a lot of these technology uh, products, it's all about um, the experience. It's about the experience of the user in the room, as we sort of touched on before. And I think where we see success is when the partner um, can demonstrate to the customer um, the use case within in the environment, you know, and actually show them the use case. So actually, you know, proof of concepts, demos early in the sales cycle really help accelerate that decision making process. Um, we're very fortunate in our, you know, we, we moved to a new office um, about six months ago. And we've got a, a tech center in Basingstoke now, which, um, which is, uh, we've, we've got a, a lot of the latest uh, equipment from all of the different OEMs uh, that we can run in you know, Teams room environments. So, um, you know, we're quite regularly now bringing in customers, uh, sorry, resellers, and also their end customers, um, you know, to do joint demos, envisioning type sessions um, to really help support those, those, those projects. Brilliant. Okay. So, and, and just one little nuancey bit, obviously Maverick is part of TD Cinex and, and therefore, so you know, partners don't need to sign up to any different agreements. It's all part of the overall brand. It's just happens to be the way it's organized in TD Cinex. So there's no, there's no paperwork a partner needs to do to engage with Maverick as opposed to any other part of the TD Cinex brand. No, no, no. Uh, we are, um, we're, we're a division of uh, TD Cinex, but uh, we work as one organization. So yeah, the, the customer engages us exactly the same way as they would any other part of the business. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Well, look, Nick, this has been really interesting because I think, you know, Teams Room specifically is a massive, massive market that I don't think many people have engaged formally yet. So, you know, it's a really good bit of timing and, you know, all the stuff we talked about in terms of smart spaces and, and the, the new office configuration has been really interesting. I mean, it, it, from a partner's perspective, is there anything, sort of, you know, last bit of advice, what would you recommend pe people do just to sort of get themselves involved and what are the things to focus on? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first thing I would, you know, really encourage partners to do is really kind of get under the skin with their customers in terms of what is, what are their, uh, their approach in terms of their hybrid work strategy. Uh, you know, how can they help them, you know, um, give guidance and advice and formulate those strategies? You know, there's a lot of, sort of thought leadership kicking around uh, at the moment on that, um, you know, and that will help for a deeper conversation in terms of the technology journey. Um, you know, and we're more than happy to support in that, um, you know, in that as well. So, yeah, if you get those opportunities, um, you know, I'd encourage you to reach out either via your account manager um, in the first instance or, or directly into the Maverick team. And, and you know, we can have those uh, we can have those conversations. Perfect. OK. And so any partners who are interested in what we've discussed or, or are keen to engage, I mean, I'm sure Nick's perfectly happy for, to be approached on LinkedIn directly. That's Nick Stancliffe, uh, double F-E, um, or email the Microsoft Business Unit. That's csp.uk at tdcinex.com and they'll point you in the right direction. And, and hopefully, you know, as these projects come up, you guys can engage it appropriately and, and get support from, from the, the TDCinex team. So, Nick, I mean, in that context, I'm really glad all the equipment worked well through the course of this podcast because it'd be embarrassing if we were having this conversation that didn't work. Um, but fundamentally, you know, thanks ever so much for your time, mate. Really good to see you and um, look forward to bumping into you shortly. Yeah, great. Thank you, Phil.